Hey there! Today on the Gamer Guild podcast, we are joined by Dizzard to talk about the one, the only, the X Force. My name is Nate, and welcome to the Gamer's Guild. All right, so we are back, and today we get to talk about uh, X-Force with a very special guest who uh, I've known pretty much since the launch of the game, no longer a local to me, unfortunately, uh, but say hi, Dizzard. Hi, Dizzard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had to, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello, everybody. We figured we would bring somebody on who knows nothing about X-Force and never talks about them or doesn't have a drinking game that's made just from him <laughs> talking about them or anybody. You guys should have seen it in the uh, the Discord server for the fan server for X-Force. Um, the other day, there's a couple people in there just kept going and going and going about I, I have to read some of these because it's, it's really hilarious. Uh, from uh, Ominous Protocol. I heard that Dizzard once met George Lucas and said, may the X-Force be with you. And that goodbye inspired George to make Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was a solid hour of people just coming up with Dizzard and X-Force puns. Like, it was ridiculous. So, uh, indeed, and uh, introduce yourself, man. Like, it, I'm sure oh. pretty much everybody out there who listens to mcp podcasts kind of knows who you are but just in case <laughs> uh so i'm dizzard uh like nate said i basically learned about the game in tennessee and nate was basically my local to for the plus area because nobody else was doing anything besides him so nate and i played quite a few games together and i went up there as much as i could when i was there as far as stuff goes in mcp Oh, uh, I do a podcast called The Danger Room, um, and I basically help run the TTS leagues that have been known for quite some time now. Um, so I help run those, and I did a couple of articles on X-Force as well. I need to get back on the train with X. I kind of fell off with life getting busy. <laughs> but uh, but life gets busy, so there, there's no shame in that. And also, as you have already heard, we have Sooner with us again. Uh, to talk about these wonderful uh, mutants. Yes, I'm excited. I was an X-Force fan when I was younger and uh, was super stoked when they came out with them. So I'm excited for this episode. Yeah, and uh, the timing I feel like could not be better because X-Force just got a whole lot of reinforcements as well. Uh, so getting into that, we're going to do our usual breakdown where we talk about Basically, like if you're going to get three boxes to start your X-Force collection, what three boxes do we recommend? Uh, we'll then dive into like, hey, outside of that, what's a good splash character you can add? And then we'll just kind of talk play style and attributes of the affiliation as a whole. Uh, and Sooner, I know you drew the leader of the X-Force, so uh, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, um, the box that I chose was uh, Cable and Domino. Um of course, you, you know, if you're going to be X-Force, you got to have the leader who is Cable. Uh, Cable's kind of a polarizing character. 
Um, you know, some people think of him as a, a maybe a, one of the lower tier five. Some people think of him as a very good five. Um, so he's he's kind of polarizing. I think he's a pretty solid average five threat character. I think uh, Cable's going to have games where he's really good for you. Uh, and then Cable's going to have some games where he lets you down. And uh, that's kind of all the balance. Reminds me a little bit of Thor. If uh, people that know Thor, some games Thor is amazing. Some games Thor is not amazing. Uh, Cable's a little bit like that. Um, we'll start with, he's a, a, on a medium base. Uh, he's only a small move, so um, you would think his mobility's a little down, but he can uh, body slide, which is a range two place, uh, which is very nice because the probably one of the best things about Cable is he's usually shooting twice. So he usually can attack twice because he has a range five plasma rifle um it's a five dice attack it does have a wild incinerate which is uh, always handy uh it is only five dice there's been a lot of back and forth about that um i think the probably the reason it's five dice and not six dice on a five threat character is again he pretty much gets to double tap every turn uh because it is range five um, outside of that, he does have some very good superpowers. Uh, he has a, a throw where he can throw terrain and he can uh, throw up to size four terrain. Um, so that's always a, a powerful throw anytime you can throw that size of a terrain. And he has the Doctor Strange ability where he can put shields up and he can pay power to uh, add two dice to your defense roll. So I think overall, uh, Cable is a solid average five threat character. He can do work. Um, and that's pretty much the gist of old Cable, Nathan Summers. It's got a great name too, Nathan. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of the name. Yeah. The, the, the better Summers, that's what I like to call him. <laughs> um, do you mind if I, I mention something real quick? Because you, you oh, forgot something. please do. Um, you forgot to mention his Hail Mary uh <laughs> his uh, uh his lovely spender yeah his lovely spender because i will tell you what i have had many a game that either is made or broken by that attack <laughs> um so on his backside it's he has it on the front side too but you're really only using it on the backside and it's a scani song to what is it six power for a seven die mystic attack that's area two if you get a crit wild you stagger Wild hit, and it's only on the injured side. It, it can stagger as well as however many times he does the attack. So if I have three models with an area two, I get to do um, heal one damage, which is just amazing. It's it's great, but it's like it's such a hail mary play because like let's say he comes back from de- being dazed, and you use your awesome body slide ability to get yourself just within like range two of three plus enemy models and you pop that thing off and you stagger even two of them like that's that's money um i love his spender when it works so there's a lot of times where you do it and you just cry because it's, it wasn't worth it <laughs> yeah and and also uh definitely we need to mention that it is a mystic spender so it is very good uh into affiliations like wakanda or affiliations like web warriors i know uh one game I was playing a local, he was playing Web Warriors and he was actually, I was playing X-Force and he was doing very well. And so I, I got a bunch of power with Cable and I did a, a three person spender into Web Warriors and it was just brutal. Days Miles, Days Gwen, and it was just brutal. Yeah. 
Um, something else I would also like to mention is I want to I want to hit on the part where people are like down or up on cable, and it's never like in between. Like you said, it's polarizing. I think that's really just due to people not understanding cable. Um, I like to give people who are looking at cable and say, "Why is this? Like, why? Like, why should I be playing this character?" And I tell people, "Cover up your cover up his attacks. Just cover up his attacks, and then look at his kit, and then that 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 is your answer right there. That is why he's a five threat. Um, his like Sooner said, like his superpowers are amazing." Um, he's a support character, and people try using him as a damage dealer, which is not his role. He should be holding points and supporting the team. Um, and if you play him like that, then he'll feel like an actual five threat character, and he'll feel like he's doing pulling his weight. Yeah, I mean, I think Cable is a solid character. Um, I mean, we, you know, we haven't touched the leadership yet, and that's something we'll we'll probably get into later. So, leadership aside, I, I do think Cable is a solid character. Yeah. So, so the second one that I was most excited wanting to do this box was Domino. Um, Domino is an exceptional character. She is a three threat. She is a damage dealer. She can uh, really, really do a lot of damage. She is also fairly survivable um, just because of her superpowers. Um, she has a rapid fire. Um, which, you know, you might think, oh, it's just four dice and just a rapid fire, but uh, she has a superpower where she can pay power and count skulls as um, crits, right? Uh, right, Dizzard? Correct. So she can really, really bump up that damage because, I mean, if you, you basically add another dice that's a crit, I mean, that exponentially can increase that attack. Um, so, you know, she's got the automatic pistols or the rapid fire. Uh, she has a lovely range four, four dice energy. Again, her attacks are not huge on the dice pool, but that is because of her superpower where she can pay a power and count skulls, which is extremely powerful as a crit. Um, but grenade balance is an auto incinerate, um, which is... <laughs> I mean, not having to damage, not having to roll wild, you just incinerate is very powerful. Uh, it also ignores line of sight and cover. Uh, and then it also has explosive if you do roll wild, which explosive can be a very sneaky, very good ability on an attack. Uh, and then her, her, her last spender is lucky shot. I don't think this gets used a whole, whole lot, but it can be a powerful six dice uh, range three attack. Um she also has a superpower when she is attacking or defending. Uh, enemy characters do not roll in their crit results. Again, this kind of makes the, the, her two superpowers increase her A, damage dealing, and B, her survivability. Because when you're attacking into her, not being able to roll in your crit is a, a huge deal. Um, and then, of course, when she's attacking... And uh, that's just going to lower your defensive roles. So really good damage deal, really good character. Um, she's very good in, this, in the, some of the meta things like Black Order right now. Uh, Corvus does not like attacking her. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she's she's really good. What else you got about her, Dizzard? Uh, you pretty much covered it. Like, she's like one of the spikiest characters, in my opinion. Because um, like the hit you roll three hits and two skulls. Next, you know, you have two more hits coming in because you have the power to pay for the skulls. Um, it also works on defense too. So like, yeah. she's actually surprisingly survivable when it comes to it. Uh, what works on dodge rolls too. Yeah. I mean, it works on everything. So 
Yeah, I love Domino. To me, she's absolutely a staple, and if you're playing X-Force, you should be playing her. Yeah, but let's be honest. Uh, X-Force, X-Men uh, have probably two of the top five three-threat characters in the game right now, or at least close to it. Uh, and Domino is one of those. She is, and what works really well with Domino in X-Force specifically, uh, and we'll get into this more later, uh, but she plays really well into what the X-Force game plan tends to be. Yeah, it's, you know, we talked about this a little off air and you're seeing a lot of success with X-Men in the league. At least I know in, in our central division you are. And I mean, it's because there is now an embarrassment of riches for three threats for X-Men. And that carries over into X-Force because there's a lot of a lot of overlap of X-Men and X-Force. Um, but yeah, there's just an embarrassment of riches and she's one of those for three threats. And I'm going to go ahead and talk about the other top tier three, uh, assuming you guys are done gloating and gloating. I'm, I'm, I'm done about my box. I gave it all I could. Uh, You're talking about Wolverine, right? I, I said three threat, <laughs> sir. Three threat. And you know what? It, it's kind of like there's Wolverine DNA. Uh, I'm going to be talking about X-23 and Honey Badger. And really... X-23 is a three-threat character, Honey Badger is a two-threat character, and combined, they're really just one five-threat character that synergizes really well on the board, similar to Groot and Rocket. So, X-23, ah, man, she, she's basically Zemo in, in so many ways. Uh, she doesn't have the charge, but she does have out-of-turn movement whenever somebody attacks a character that has freaking bodyguard which might as well be guaranteed out of uh, turn movement most of the time. Uh, she's got the built-in reroll on attacks and defenses. She's got healing factor two, which is uh, just kind of nice. Uh, but really the, the things that stand out to me are her attacks. In addition to claw rush, spin two, range three, six dice, get to move medium afterwards. Sounds very familiar, but on a wild you gain pierce instead of bleed. Uh, over Zemo's uh, Steel Rush, I think it is. Yeah. And then her builder is just a two dot or range two, five strength, gain power equal to damage dealt, wild bleed, wild pierce. So just strictly better than Baron Zemo's. Uh, One of the just... best builders in the game. I mean, yeah. honestly, especially for if you uh, for consider the threat. the threat level, yeah. With a reroll? Oh my gosh, yeah. So I want to. Uh, I want to I want to say something real quick. Um, you say this is one of the best builders in the game, but you do realize that Sabretooth has the exact same builder, right? But for the threat, <laughs> for the threat, yeah. But, but that's 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 kind of what I'm getting at is that's a four threat who has the same builder as a three threat, yeah. and she has a reroll and a reroll inherent reroll. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You got to add that reroll if you if you just say the five dice with the bleed and the pierce, it's still fantastic. Uh, builder but she's inherently basically a six die builder where like wolverine and saber tooth are a five dice builder yes absolutely yeah. it's so good so x-ray three is really good but the thing that helps set her even then further apart from her other uh three threat competition is her superpower frenzy uh it's two power whenever she dazes or KOs an enemy with an attack during specifically her activation in case she i don't know seeing red or something like that uh, she gets to use the superpower, she advances short, and then gets to make a free additional Antimitium slash attack. Yes. Uh, th this is what we first saw on Angela, and then we saw on Carnage, and once again, we are now seeing it on not a five threat, 
not a four threat, but a three threat character. Uh, X-23 is tricked out to murder people and as many as she can. Yeah, uh, I'll put my two cents in before Dizzard uh, goes on his his book, he'll probably say. But I mean, I think she's great. I've played her uh, quite a bit in X-Men and... I mean, she's just really strong, man. She she kills. She's her. I would say her survivability is, you know, average to above average because of the reroll and the healing factor. And I mean, she's just for an offensive character. She's like a dream character. So, take it away, Dizzard. All right. So, um, <laughs> I thought I was skipping a beat. <laughs> uh, you mentioned like her defenses are like above, are like feel like they're above average. But if you think about it, with an inherent reroll, she's essentially a four-four-three for her defensive stats because of the reroll, uh, which is above average. And that's why it feels that way. Um, not only that, but like when she's got that healing factor too, your opponent can lay into her, and if they're not like dazing or KOing her, it's gonna be real bad. Because then she's just going to return, and then she'll be sitting right back down at two health, um, and she probably dazed whoever tried killing her. She's just phenomenal. She's consistent. She is like the most consistent, in my opinion, of like the whole X Force lineup. Um, everybody else is like super spiky when it comes to damage, but twenty three is just consistent. Um, that really comes from her having the inherent reroll and the leadership. Um, but I, I love 23. She is a welcome addition to the team. And I find it very hard to not take her. Even going against Convocation. Um, I think that's something that people like look at her card and just dislike is the two Mystic defense. But it really doesn't matter because of how much like stoppage she has for damage between being near Badger, which you'll talk about next, or Exceptional Healing, which you're probably taking with her. Um like she has so many different ways to stop and make that two missing defense really not matter. Um, yeah, she's just a loose cannon. She's amazing. I highly recommend. Absolutely, one hundred percent. She should be playing in your X Force games. And I would say if you have never seen her across from you at the table, you should definitely see what she does because you're gonna get caught off guard and it's gonna feel very bad. Yep. Uh, also, I don't know. I feel like Domino's at least on par as far as damage consistency. But that's a that's another tangent. I don't uh, know. I, I think uh, X twenty three wins that battle. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a dice off after this, and we'll let you guys know. Well, well, so I guess, like for me, it's it's Domino's spiky. Like she's incredibly spiky. Um, like she's doing anywhere from one damage to eight damage on a four die attack, um, and it's insane. But it's like like twenty three. You can like guarantee you're probably going to be doing at least two to five and you should be expecting to get that and like not be not saying like crazy wild numbers because pierce does amazing things um but like i guess i'm saying though like domino could be anywhere from like zero damage um because you just whiff and you're you're only rolling four dice but the pierce the pierce makes it extremely consistent and that's that's kind of like where i get that from this is an opinion there's no like hard math numbers here it's just my opinion and experience i would say 23s um consistent and dominoes your spike all right i'm gonna i'm gonna roll dice after this and we'll see who (laughs) kills who first uh but one of the things that x23 even though like there there is some squishiness to her healing factor doesn't get to kick in until she gets an activation so while she's not as vulnerable as your typical three threat body she's still pretty vulnerable uh but thankfully she has uh, a little sister named honey badger or gabrielle and uh man what a two threat character uh first of all just a 
straight up five die builder on a two threat is only other the only other character that has that is Rocket, right? Uh, builder, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okoye and Toad and Bullseye. Nope, yeah, none of them. So I think so. Yeah, so just just that going for her straight off the bat. Uh, I don't think her spinner is anything to really talk about because you want to save her power for too dangerous to ignore, which is that close range bodyguard where if she's up in somebody's face, they kind of they she can make the attack target her instead, basically, uh, which works really well because uh, the, there's a nice dynamic between these two. Whenever one of them gets attacked, as long as they are then within three of the other one they get to make a medium advance toward the character that damaged uh, their sister, basically. Um, I have a correction. It is an enemy effect. It could be a throw. It doesn't know. It could be a special superpower. It does not have to be attack. Okay, so not just attacks. It's it's <laughs> anything so that the enemy does, uh, which is even better. Yeah. So you've got that going for them. Uh, but then the, the layer above that, which helps make X-23 even more lethal, is Honey Badger is a walking incinerate special condition because enemy characters within range one of her uh, basically just roll one less defense dice. It's not the incinerate condition, which means it could stack, which is really gross in X-Force. Uh, but it does also restrict her to not being able to interact or contest or hold objectives, which is a, which is a steep downside, especially because sometimes it's very convenient later in the game for a two threat to sneak off and just hold a point to, in the middle of nowhere. Not something she's uh, able to do innately, at least. What did I miss? Um, I would have contention to say that 20, not 23, but Badger is one of the best two threats in the game. Um, I, I actually strongly believe this. It's not just me mean or anything like that. Um, I think that her utility and what she brings to the table, like with that minus one defense is just super good. And if you can bake a plan around like utilizing that to its maximum potential, um, it can be incredibly annoying and nothing is more fun than making your opponent just have to deal with a two threat. We saw it with the Koye uh, and she did great at it. Uh, Badger is almost more annoying because your opponent wants to attack Badger, not you're making them attack Badger most of the time. Um, like, your opponent just wants to get rid of her because that ankle biter is just vicious. I will fully admit that I I don't risk uh, them taking... Uh, I, I want her gone. I, I absolutely attack into Honey Badger with the intent of dazing her and then KOing her at the top of uh, the following turn. Yeah, she's really annoying for the opponent. I mean, you either got to displace her or you got to um, attack her. And, you know, sometimes you don't want to waste that displacement on her. And uh, sometimes you want to attack somebody else. And then if you do attack her, then X-23 can move. And it's just a, a cascade of events that <laughs> just make her very annoying. Absolutely. I, I love her. That's why I say, like, I think she's, like, up there for two threats. She might not be the yeah. best, but she's up there for sure. Yeah, I think she's real good. I mean, I, I think, you know, I heard this on Across the Bifrost, and yeah. I completely <laughs> agree with it when they said, you know, there's not really a best character in the game. And there's, there's really not. I mean, there's a couple characters right now that are very polarizing, Thanos being one, but 
there, there's really not a best character because there, at this point, MC, MCP has evolved to so many characters and so many good characters that it's really what character fits what you want to do yeah. with that role best. And, you know, Toad does some things way, way better than she does. Okoye mm-hmm. does some things better than she does. So I, I think she's certainly one of a, a good one. You know, Nebula kills way better than any other yes. the two threats. So I think it's really just she's she's another addition to the two threat characters. That's a very solid character. And you can put her in as a very solid piece when it fits the right the right game plan. I completely yeah. agree. Absolutely. Uh, and which leaves us uh, with the last box, which uh, Dizzard you have. So what box uh, would you recommend as uh, one of the three that you would first pick up when starting with uh, X-Force? All right, so we're left with one of two boxes. Um, now... If we're going just to have it and you don't care about like printing cards, absolutely grab the Wolverine box because you want exceptional healing. Um, but if you're looking at the characters, then we're going to go with Deadpool as my box. I just want to make sure we throw that exceptional healing fact in there um, because it's like almost a staple card to the team if you're playing 23. Um, but anyways, uh, I picked Deadpool because Deadpool is a three threat, which keeps going on this whole amazing three threat thing going on similar to X-Men. Um, Deadpool is actually kind of shunned um in my opinion i feel like a lot of people are really down on him uh there was one point where i actually preferred deadpool to domino because deadpool is a four health on his healthy side which is why a lot of people don't like him because they just think he dies um but he's a three three four on his defenses with a natural reroll, um which essentially makes him a four four five like we talked about earlier with 23 uh which is really good so and he's got healing factor two as well so that exceptional healing comes in handy with him um and he's got this really fun attack called Bang, where if you get a hit in a wild, you get to make another Bang attack. And if you get a wild and two hits off of that one, you get to make another Bang attack. And it's just really, like, it can really um, build up. And if you're playing, like, building around this and actually setting your team to do this, like, Zemo, uh, <laughs> Deadpool can uh, easily just get, like, the, the train rolling. Um, the biggest thing, though, that I love Deadpool for is his... Unicorns, rainbows, and sugar plums dancing through my head ability. This character cannot be pushed or advanced by effects from mystic attacks or enemy superpowers. So, like, you can't move him unless you're doing a throw off of an attack. Or you're throwing, um, yeah, or, uh, yeah, the throw off of an attack, essentially. Um, or a placement. So he can't be pushed or advanced um, by attacks or enemy superpowers. He could be thrown, um, but he cannot be like no bows, no um, what's the one that Nova has? I can't remember what it's called. Mind possession, something like that. But you can't, you're not moving on a point, so he's a great secure holder at that. Um, and then on his backside, he gets really good, and has one of my favorite spenders in the game with maximum effort. Um, gotta look at the backside now. I, I love maximum effort. It's just super fun. He becomes super deadly on his backside because. Seven dice costs four power. You get a wild, you get the dance party. And it's basically just move short. And after the advance, every character within two of the characters suffers one. And he gains a power for each damage dealt that way. So then after that happens, then you can use all that power you just gained to work with a mouth to make your opponent lose two power. Like, he's just, he's super fun to use. Um, I, I really wish he had a witty banter, kind of like Spider-Man has, ASM. Just because, like, it just seems so in line with the character because he's talking smack the whole entire uh comics you know 
But I love Deadpool. Um, I, I think he's got great defenses. I think if people are like having issues with him dying, they're just throwing him into the mix way too early. Um, he has to kind of like play super cagey, and then once he's flipped, he just lets go and goes all in and does maximum efforts and just goes all over the place and does all sorts of crazy things. Plus, on his flip side, he counts as healthy. Um, like he's, I love Deadpool. I, I keep looking at him. I was like, man, I'm. I just put him back in my roster recently, and I'm happy about it. Um, he's just really good. He's really good against Mystic teams. Um, yeah, I, I love him. I can't say enough about him. I'll stop now. <laughs> yeah, I will say one warning. Uh, when you were doing your maximum effort, uh, it also does hurt Deadpool. So don't do that when he only has one stamina left. It's it's not worth it. Correct. Uh, no, I, I I'm a big Deadpool fan. Just in general, movies, video game. Uh, most of the comics out there all all good stuff and the character in the game is also uh, still really good uh i'm a, i'm personally surprised he doesn't see more play in uh, criminal syndicate at yeah. this point but that's just me i don't actually play a lot of criminal syndicate so i don't know what i'm talking about with the in regards to that there, there's somebody i don't know if you've heard of her but her name's black cat <laughs> yeah she's she's criminal syndicate affiliated same price yeah yeah <laughs> but like totally different roles. Sure, one's sure. One's an extract holder, one's a secure holder. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> no. Uh, do we even want to talk about Bob? Bob's cool. Bob's a gimmick character. I forgot he was in the box. Yeah, but he's not <laughs> X-Force, so let's skip him. I was about to say, Dizzard's going to make this go long as it is, so we'll we'll skip Bob. Bob <laughs> is cool. He's a two-threat. He has a rocket. He's probably fires that rocket once a game maybe twice a game there used to be really fun shenanigans with sam but uh that has been errated to no longer work unfortunately you buy the box for the taco truck and deadpool like <laughs> you know what bob was the first thing i painted up out of that box so same but i will not yeah because it was so easy to paint yeah. <laughs> there's that too <laughs> Cool. So with that, let's talk about out of affiliation splash characters. Does it, you want to start us off since you only got to talk about one so far? Okay, sure. Um, I was actually really torn on who to pick with this one because I have two really spicy picks, but I'll go with the one. Um, and this is going to be OG Strange. Um, for those who don't vernacular, um, this is the original Strange, not the Sorcerer Supreme. For a long time, I've been running Sorcerer Supreme because he's great at damage and Scalpel is such a good tool. Um, but I'm kind of leaning more towards Original Strange for quite a few reasons. Uh, number one, he's a six health, medium move, medium base, uh, with three physical, four energy, and four mystic defenses, which is nothing to scoff at. Like it's pretty, pretty good. Um, he has his own natural rerolls where he gets to reroll all. Um, which is really good for his defense as well. So he's more survivable than Sorcerer Supreme. But we get into his attacks. He has a non-size limited push that just happens if he does damage off of a five-die energy attack. So he gets his rerolls on his own, and then you add an X-Force reroll into there, and you're probably going to be doing at least one damage to get that push. So it's I would say it's probably... I would I don't, I don't math. That's what Jacob is for. Um, I would say... That's probably a 90% chance that he's going to be doing at least one damage to get that push. Um, so he brings some control to the team, which is very lacking. X-Force doesn't have a lot of control, so he brings that. 
Um, it's energy, it's good. As well, his mystic attack has the potential to get an activated token onto a character, which could be extremely good into Black Order. It could be good into pretty much anybody. Like, let me just activate this character. Yeah, I'm going to give it priority probably, but I really don't want to deal with that at the moment. Um, so I love his attacks. Um, the other thing to think about is he's bringing heals. You have a lot of healing factor in X-Force, and why not just capitalize on that by having the person that you just almost dazed and put all this work into. Let me just erase all damage from this character and hardly do anything to do that. All I need to do is activate and then Strange can heal them. Or if Cable's hurt, I can just heal Cable a little bit, bring him back, keep my leader around a little longer. Um, something I've always found with X-Force is they just fizzle out towards late game. They just have not as much steam going and they're just running out of gas and they just start getting hurt and people just start dropping and then you lose your efficiency. So my hope is with this is that like, strange will start healing to keep that longevity a little bit more um yeah and then here's the kicker and i think it's super fun and it's just efficient is hogas hori wisdom off of strange is like sooner said earlier it's cable's shield or cable shield is strange's shield um range three let me add two dice to the defense so now you have two people doing this um and if you really don't want somebody to die, what sounds better than an average seven die defense? Like average, average defense is three. So add two, add two. That's a seven die defensive role. You're probably living what's coming at you. So like if you just needed to, you have that in your back pocket where I really see the benefit is I can have cable shield one. I can have strange shield one. I can have cable shield one. I can have strange shield one. Just bounce it back and forth. So you're not draining all of cable's power on the defensive. Um, that's where I really like it the most. Um, so yeah, I, I really like strange actually here. Again, I was really hot on Sorcerer Supreme strange, but I think I'm actually leaning more towards OG strange for the reasons I mentioned above. I think he's just going to add longevity to the team more so than just adding to that initial push. Um, so I like it a lot. I don't know what you guys think about that. So, uh, Sooner, what do you think about Honey Badger rolling seven or six defense dice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's cool, man. Uh, I like, I think Strange is such a splashable character. I think he he can be put in almost any situation and it be a, a good pick. Um, the guy just is a, a toolbox built into a character, and yeah, I mean, I like it. I think it's a, I think it's a good pick. Yeah, I like it uh, as well. He brings a, a little bit of control to an affiliation that is just absolutely without any form of control, getting yeah. <laughs> the uh, guaranteed push in any direction on damage. I think it is so. Yeah, it's, it's omnidirectional. Uh, yep, may push yeah. the target. It, it definitely is. You can push any way you want. Yeah, so that's a, that's a really oh, useful tool. I, I forgot to mention something, and this is like one of my biggest selling points with his push and why it's so important, is X-23 is a phenomenal character. What, what X-23 does not like, though, is being gained up on. She wants to be, You want to be creating the matchups for her to have her most efficiency to where she's linking her attacks and hitting 1v1, leapfrogging to the next 1v1 in her activation. What Strange can provide is to help set that up for you to where he's helping control her matchups with his pushes. So it makes it much easier for her to actually handle instead of her just getting swarmed. Um, so that's that's a little tidbit for you that I almost forgot. So there you go. No, I like it. And I like his inclusion. Uh, did you have you tried him with the gems yet or is, do you just like uh, Naked Strange? Six, six threats really hard. Um 
it's even, death. Even, yeah, it's. I it's mean, hard. with a five threat leader as Cable, and then you're adding another support. I mean, he's. I wouldn't say Strange's support character, but I mean, he's got a lot of support with him, and is not the biggest damage dealer. Yeah, I think it's a tough sell to to put the gym on him. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think that's fair. I, I was just curious if that was uh, something that has made it through uh, Dizzard's testing gambits. Yeah, no, I I thought about it originally. Like, I looked at it real quick. I was like, Soul Gem would be pretty cool on him just to keep that power going. So maybe he could be the one doing shields more than Cable. Maybe Cable could get more Ascani-sans off that way um, or do his throw more often. But I just, it's not worth the threat value because if you look at Cable Strange at six, that's 11 right there. And you throw on Badger in 23, you're already at 15. Um, or sorry, you're at 16. 16, yeah. So it's like you're you're hurting, whereas that could be 15. So, um, yeah, it's only one threat, but it's I don't think it's worth it's a, it. It's and, a big threat, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Sooner, what do you uh, bring in for the Out of Affiliation Splash? Yeah, so I'm bringing a character, a much uh, beloved character, uh, when I, I first started, when they first came out, X Force, um, I played them a lot, and at that point, uh, they were they were not the best affiliation. Uh, I want to be full disclosure. I think X Force is a very good affiliation nowadays. I think they got a lot better, and and you can take them to events, win events, and they're super fun, things like that. When they first came out, they were a little tougher. Uh, they didn't have very many affiliated characters. Uh, it was the point, the threat value didn't work all that great. Um, and so I was just searching and searching. And so finally, I kind of went the route that I said, all right, I'm just going to go for a kill team. And I'm just going to try to get as many rerolls and, and, you know, good, uh, solid killing characters out there as I can. And so I really fell in love with Medusa. I really felt like she was like basically a must have in the list uh, of playing X-Force. She obviously has her inherent reroll. So you're, you're, you know, adding a reroll to that. We all know, well, I guess maybe not all of us, but Medusa's uh, builder, again, kind of like talking about X-23, one of the best builders in the game. Um, I mean, it's got a flurry on it. I know the flurry got mildly nerfed, uh, so it's a little harder to get, but she still, especially with the rerolls, can get that flurry. Uh, she still has the wild push. Um, and it's it's just a, a really, really good um, attack, especially for one that wants to do damage and wants rerolls. Um, the second thing is, again, kind of like Dizzard was talking about Strange. She brings that displacement uh, for enemy characters. Uh, she can certainly displace them. Uh, she does have a throw for enemy displacement also, uh, but the maybe the best thing about her card um, is I play X-Force more uh, kill squad type, uh, try to, you know, out attrition, out kill my opponent. And a Royal Decree is such a key superpower in that it lets Medusa move. So, so what Royal Decree is for people who don't know is it's you just basically choose uh, a character with a, that's within two. You can then place that character within one of Medusa or vice versa. You can place Medusa within one of a character that she is in range two of. So it can give her and it's not a once per turn. 
only one character can be placed, but you can do it to multiple characters. So you can rearrange the board. And for a, a kill squad, it's really important because you want to be trying to be as efficient as you can. And you want to be doing as much double tapping and good attacks as you can. And having somebody who can put you in that range, take you out of range, put herself in range, it's just really powerful. And uh, I just think she's exceptional and excellent. Dizzard, did he miss anything? Because I know uh, Medusa uh, <laughs> is one of your uh, second loves. Yeah, so uh, I will say uh, sooner, actually, I would say, I think, pretty sure you're the one that convinced me originally, like, what, yeah, a, a long year, time year ago. A year and a half ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, everybody was saying it, but Sooner, I think, was the one who, like, like originally told me about it and was like, you should be playing Medusa. And I just refused. Um, and then finally, I came to the right conclusion that you have to be playing Medusa in this team. Um, and then, like, the errata happened. And people were like, Medusa is not so good anymore. Uh, that's not the case at all. Um, what happened? She gained having to get a crit as well for her fury her flurry that's that's it <laughs> like yeah. for um, an attack that was already just completely broken yeah it, it balanced it out so like you know what yeah. in x-force you're still probably popping the flurry almost as often because you have her inherent reroll and you have the x-force reroll um and like it's it still happens quite a bit so i like she's not nerfed at all in x-force um, World Decree, I completely agree with Sooner. World Decree is by far like the best ability on this entire card, next to her attack, probably. Um, my favorite thing to do with it, and I call it the cup game, and this is if people think Honey Badger is incinerate on a stick, just add Royal Decree to it, and it's literally Royal Decree. It's literally incinerate on a stick plus two. Uh, <laughs> um, it's so good because it's like you go in with Dusa, she starts attacking somebody, that person goes down. Okay, I'm going to Royal Decree Honey Badger to my next target. Um, so that way Honey Badger really isn't wasting her actions or anything like that to move around. She can actually get some little sneak attacks in there. Um so it's very helpful. I love Royal Decree with Honey Badger and 23. Just being able to line up your positioning and line up your matchups. I think X-Force is like probably, if you want to learn how to like do matchups in this game, I think X-Force is one of the best ones to teach you that just because you really have to know your matchups. You really have to like get your positioning down insanely good um, to have successful games, in my opinion, with X-Force. Because if you mess it up ever so slightly, your game's just going to start falling apart, even though you're doing everything right. That positioning is so key. Um, which is funny because it's just a kill team. You think you just rush in and kill things, but no, it's you. You kind of have to have that positioning to make up for the downfalls of the team. But I love Royal Decree, amazing ability. Um, it works so well. I'll I'll stop now. <laughs> no, I think you're good, man. Uh, Medusa. I just recently uh, talked about underrated characters, and I think Medusa is heavily underrated after her. Uh, like, and I put hers in parentheses and nerf. Because uh, really, the only thing that did get changed was her builder. Uh, the push which needed a change. It, it needed a change. It was a it, of Too of bad. the things that needed changing. It it got changed, and it it she's still in a really good spot. She gets rerolls. Uh, still has the chance to absolutely just pop off with the the flurry attacks. Uh, oh, and you you can't reroll against her either. Like yeah. It's it's oh and I guess the other thing we didn't mention was like you can't put a template over her so she can actually be really good at blocking, like positioning like she, <laughs> I love her she's so good she makes yeah. all my ex worse lists. Uh, which brings me to my suggestion for splash character, and I'm gonna go with a core box character. 
uh, and it's the character that I compared X twenty three to. It's uh, it's just Baron Zemo because in a team that loves killing people and loves having consistency both just on their characters and through the leadership, why not give them more consistency? Why not give X twenty three three rerolls on an attack uh, without spending power? It's uh, 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 so Baron Zemo. Uh, has a range two bubble where any allied characters get to reroll one additional attack or defense dice. Uh, I guess not additional. <clears throat> Baron Zemo has a range two bubble where all allied characters get to reroll one attack die or one defense die whenever they are defending or attacking. Uh, Baron Zemo himself is also just a crazy consistent character, being able to spend two power to reroll any number of attack dies as long as the enemy character is within range two. Uh, Zemo's good. I, I don't know what else to say about him, guys. Yeah, I, I my uh, X-Force plan was Medusa Zemo every game. Um, I tried to play um, Cable, Deadpool, uh, Domino, Medusa, Zemo. And I put every, I think that's 18 points, right? Yeah. Um. What's that? Yeah, I tried to put eighteen point every eighteen point scenario in. I didn't care what it was. I just wanted eighteen threat so I could play that five five man uh, roster. So, um, yeah, I love Zemo. Yeah, I think Zemo is absolutely like we were talking like off air, and <laughs> Nate mentioned he wanted to talk Zemo. I was like, I forgot Zemo wasn't affiliated. <laughs> uh, he. He's just always here. He just makes things super good. Um, he makes Deadpool. I like to call it Fortress uh, Fortress Zemo, uh, where it's Cable, Deadpool, Baron Zemo. Um, it's just Deadpool just does not die. Like you're boosting his defenses with Cable. He's got his reroll. He's got Zemo's reroll, um, and then he's super deadly because he's got his reroll on the Bane plus Zemo's reroll for his Bane, and then the X Force reroll for his Bane. Um, so it becomes extremely consistent to get your Banes off. I love Fortress Zemo. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's it's good. I love Zemo. He's amazing, and he's also just super good. He he picks up a lot of slack where X Force like, eh. like with the long move, the charge. He helps out a lot on D shaped scenarios where X Force I think is actually pretty good at where a lot of people aren't because of the ranges they have. Um, so like the things that X Force is good at, Zemo just skyrockets it even better, and the thing that they suck at, he makes it not as bad. So, I, I love Zemo. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, there, there's if if you've played MCP, you probably have the core box. If not, it's definitely worth a pickup. Uh, in part because of Zemo, not really, but kind of. Uh, Zemo is just a really good three threat, very splashable, uh, and in a team that loves consistency and killing people, uh, he feels like almost a, a no brainer inclusion. Uh, so at this point, I'm just gonna let Dizzard kind of talk. Uh, <laughs> basically uh what we've talked about the the x-force game plan it's it's attrition it's killing people uh you want to make sure your positioning is good and stuff like that uh so really i just want to ask you what kind of crisis are you picking and trying to look for for optimal matchups for what this team wants to do all right so first of all i want i want to clear something up and I, i hear this a lot um a lot of people say that X-Force is an attrition team, and I hard disagree because X-Force does not survive. Um, they're like, you, they get one shot actually quite easily. Yeah, they have some people that can 
take a hit like we talked about earlier like x23 doesn't take go down easy domino sure but more often than not if like domino or x23 or deadpool or any of these characters are dying it's because they got one-shotted by a character that just had a better matchup into them that's typically how they die Uh, i wouldn't call them glass cannons but i wouldn't say they're very like they're not really an attrition team what i like to call x-force is i call them an aggro team um because they want to push hard and get in hard and like just keep going um they want to put the pressure on your opponent to where they can't react as effectively and that's how you're winning on vps is because you're pushing so hard that your opponent doesn't have the ability to go and try and take your vps um so i i like to give them the scenarios that kind of attunes to that so like b shapes like if i'm pushing on a b shape i'm scoring my b's and now i'm scoring your b's too um same thing with the d shape i'm scoring my d's and now I'm scoring your D's because I pushed so hard that you 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 don't really have a counter to go and like keep parity because I just came like just pushed so hard that you you can't react basically. And that's why I like to say they're an aggro team. Is they and this also comes back to my thought of like they come out swinging and then they start to fizzle out real quick. Um, well, it's not really quick anymore, but it's it's it's, it's an interesting thing. Um. And I like to, I like the term aggro for them more than attrition, but that kind of segues into the scenarios. As far as scenarios go, like I said, bees infinity formula in my opinion should be in every X Force list because you're playing cat and mouse more than likely, and who doesn't want a free power at the start of the game? Um, it helps Cable get double taps going. It also helps X twenty three do a lot of really weird shenanigans. If you use cat and mouse on twenty three, she can actually get on your opponent's home gamma um, without an action if they attack honey badger uh so this is where things like sacrifice come in handy because if you cat and mouse 23 you sacrifice an attack to honey badger because she's not going to be in range to do her too difficult to ignore then honey badger takes damage 23 gets to move up and now she's in range three of somebody gets a move no matter the cost (laughs) ends up on your opponent's home gamma um it's actually very easy to pull off um so cat and mouse infinity formula that's something i highly recommend uh demons downtown is good for them because yeah, they bring incinerate. Why am I gonna just like bring something else that they bring and give my opponent the option to incinerate me? Um, this kind of comes down to something that comes in Honey Badger's card. Um, I am very much a proponent of you should be taking Jonathan in your X Force list. X Men not so much, but X Force is what we're talking about. Um, I think R and D and Jonathan, advanced R and D that is, and Jonathan the Unstoppable is an amazing pair. Um, people think it's weird to burn two cards at the very start of the game. But when you're getting things like, I'm going to R&D a power to Honey Badger to pull off Jonathan, I'm R&D a power to Medusa to get a Royal Decree round one, um, or just anything like this, give Zemo a charge, give Domino an extra power to get her things going. Like There's so many options within this team that R&D is just really good as well. Uh, but Jonathan is what I'm talking about. Demons downtown, I R&D to Badger. She places Jonathan at my very backmost point to where it's going to be hard for my opponent to get it. I now have the ability to play that aggressive game to where I'm pushing and all of my team is at least at the middle point, but I don't need to have anybody actually sitting on the middle point. I could just be in the area. Um, and then only one person gets incinerated, or if you're playing Voodoo or somebody who's immune, then you're fine. But that's that's kind of like where, like, showcasing, like, you're playing this aggressive game, so you want to keep pushing towards your opponent where scenarios like that so infinity demons mutant madman's good because it's the same thing as infinity you're just not getting extra power um i've actually been kind of on the line of meteors uh c shape is actually really good for x-force because 
you really don't have to move and you're going to be able to hit with almost everybody on your team. Everybody we mentioned in this um, episode today could round one, if my opponent goes to a C point objective, round one, one move and a hit. Or if I can get a Royal Decree off, I can get no moves and two hits going in. Um, C shapes are just very good for X Wars because of their efficiency and how early they can get attacks going. So I like C shapes. I'm playing Deadly Meteors myself. Um, sword, I would not really play just because it's sword. Um, I don't like spider portals just because I don't like being displaced. I don't like things that displace me. I don't like playing spiders either. As far as extracts go, I like to play all the singles. Um, even though center is a 14, it's still better than playing like spiders or cubes. A lot of people think cubes is good for them just because it has so many healing factors, but I disagree only because healing factor is after the fact, not before the fact. So if your opponent has priority, even if you have healing factor, you're still taking a damage from a cube and it helps your opponent be one step closer to taking you out. So unless mm -hmm. you have priority, then healing factor actually helps you. Um, that's kind of my philosophy on cubes. Like, yeah, it's not bad, but like the whole cubes is great for healing factor to me is a myth because it's actually not like sure. It helps you in the long run. You can score more points because you can hold it longer, but it also gives the opponent still the ability to kill you faster. So I, I, I kind of hard disagree with what people say about that. Um, hammers is always good, but hammers is good for everybody. So I kind of find it hard to take, but it's really good for X force. Like, Deadpool loves a hammer. 23 loves a hammer, even though it makes exceptional healing costs more. Medusa loves a hammer. Like, all these characters are all about damage and attacks. So it's like, hammers is just really, really good. Um, I mean, kind of feel like I'm just rambling on now, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think Secures, like C's, D's, and B's. Um, E's, I guess, too. They're not really bad at any one scenario, but they're not really stellar at any one scenario. They have yeah. ones that they they feel better on, but there isn't like you can't really you could really just take all the scenarios and look at them and not feel like you're going to excel at one of them, and you don't feel like you're going to be like completely stomped on another one. So like they're really middle of the line when it comes to scenarios. It's really just playing them and finding out which ones you're more comfortable on and what your team is more comfortable on for your out of affiliation picks to help you. Um, and that's kind of like where I'm at with it is like. I want. I typically want something that I can force that aggressive play, and something that where my out of affiliation spots actually helping me at. Like currently, I'm taking like a, a list of like Strange and like Ronin. So like I like Meteors because I have a lot of energy defense coming in from my out of affiliation. And like I talked about earlier, the C shape is good for X Force because they're going to be hitting people on those C shapes. So. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's kind of a long winded answer to come around to saying it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, you 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 still need to pick cards for your team, yeah. and so while there there's nothing that's necessarily stellar, uh, there are ones that are going to be at least a little bit more toward uh, the team's liking yeah. for sure. I, I would say if I had to give like specific ones, like this TLDR, basically, um, Infinity Formula and Demons Downtown, pretty much go on every single X Force list for me. Um, this is too easy to pick. Like it it it, it plays to my game plan. Um, and then for extracts, alien ship and scrolls, those are my other two. And then my third extract and my third secure really just fluctuate depending on what my auto affiliation is. Like currently I'm playing hammers and deadly meteors before mm -hmm. I was playing senators and, um, cosmic portals. So it's like, 
it really just depends on what the out of affiliation is looking like and where I'm more comfortable at at the moment. I like it. Uh, cool. Well, before we get into listener questions, uh, do want to give a quick shout out to uh, basically uh, the people supporting what we do. It, it wouldn't be possible uh, to have started this podcast and really just continue pushing it forward uh, without the members of the Guild Hall uh, and our sponsors, Tritex Games, based in the EU, and War Room Hobbies, based here in Tennessee. Uh, both are great local gaming stores that have game nights or supporting their local communities, all that kind of stuff. So. If you're shopping online anyways, consider using them as an option to support an LGS instead of, like, Amazon. Yeah. Uh, to, to help beat those prices, we do have some codes for you uh, to take even more off of their already discounted prices. Uh, if you use the code TritexGGCB5 at checkout, you'll save an extra 5% off over at Tritex. And then if you check out at War Room Hobbies, use the code MCP2022 for an extra 10% off of your order. Uh, and if you're already shopping from your LGS and are wanting to support the Guild's videos or podcast or any of that stuff, uh, check out our Patreon page, the, the Guild Hall, uh, for as little as a dollar a month, $12 a year. Uh, you help us to continue to put on content from Marvel Crisis Protocol, and you get to ask us some questions uh, for, well, basically weekly. In starting out, uh, we've got two questions that basically are directly pointed at you, Dizzard. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, and, and they're from the a couple of the other crew members. So, uh, Kenny asks: Since most of the X Force characters are attrition based, what characters help them boost that attrition, and which characters can give them some semblance of control to help them in the points game? I think we answered that in the episode. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. did. <laughs> Kenny just needs to listen to the episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why don't you have foresight? Just listen. Um, uh, and like, he knows what we're going to talk about. Come on. <laughs> uh, to to answer it though, uh, you're looking at Zemo. You're looking at Shuri. Shuri's really good for both of those solutions actually because she provides rerolls and a push. Um, Strange. Um, Lockjaw is actually kind of interesting for the more aggression side of things. Mm-hmm. Um. Let me think. Oh, I mean, we talked about Medusa. She's Medusa, baller at it. Yeah. Um, I actually really like Winter Soldier a lot in X Force, and he does have a displacement a, a, on Fury. No freaking rest- no restriction on that push either. Yeah. By the way, yeah. So like, if, if I'm, I'm looking at my current list right now, and for all of the displacements that I have in my list, it is a no restriction push, size three push, size two throw. Uh, size four throw, size four push, and a no restriction push. So it's like I'm pushing almost everything with whatever list I look at. Um, mm-hmm. That other person I'm looking at is Ronan, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like Ronan a lot. Uh, Omnis actually turned me on to Ronan uh, because he has a wild throw on his range two and a wild push on his um, range four, and it's just super good in my opinion. Like he just he brings a lot of things to the team and like kind of applies to the whole um attrition attacking and you attack me you're gonna hate hate me for it um <laughs> that's kind of a lot of the characters in here uh you actually mentioned seeing red earlier and what's funny is i've never thought of seeing red with this team and somebody mentioned it in the discord um the other day and i'm like how have i never thought of this card um because it is now in my x Force list and probably going to stay there <laughs> um because 23 like just thinking about it, like twenty three Medusa are probably going to be nearby Badger. Badger is going to die at some point. Like she's going to get dazed. She's going to get KO'd. She's supposed to. 
um seeing red off of a medusa attack is like oh my god like how have i not thought of this before like <laughs> oh it's so cool uh anyways yeah. i completely went off the rails on that one but yeah um re-rolls 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 um there's yes there is a such thing as too much you get diminishing return sure but it's like as long as your rerolls are applying to something, then it's good. Like I could have, I've had, I've run games where I had Zemo and Shuri in the same list, and I just felt like my characters wouldn't die um, because they were just defensive rerolls, and then they just laid on the heat because they have all those offensive rerolls. Sure, you're gonna roll skulls, but a reroll is more than likely still gonna help you at some point in time. And then we mentioned all the controls, but I'll I'll, I'll stop. You can hit the next question. <laughs> uh, next question comes from Shadow Marvel. And it is how sad are you after seeing Shadowland Daredevil's leadership? Um, I think it's actually not as crazy as my initial thoughts. My initial thoughts were, wow, um, way to just poo on X Force some more. Because like for me, it was like for me, like the nail in the coffin was um, Midnight Suns, because Midnight Suns basically got everything that I wish X Force had. <laughs> they they really did though. You think about it, like they have mobility, they have um siege like if x-force could get a siege card i think they'd be top tier no Absolutely. they don't they don't need a siege card. oh they don't but that's you, i would you, love it if they did <laughs> like before x-23 and honey badger yeah sure maybe now absolutely not never don't let it happen yeah i i, I agree i i agree it's it's a little egregious now if that was the case i guess the, if they got a siege card they'd be absolutely be top tier um i just want i want i want you that, want more uh, toys i know i know well it's not just that i just what is the the stupid card for X Force? I can never remember what it's called. Um, the it's power D. one. Yeah, the power one. I can't think of what it's called now. Um, uh, dirty word. It, dirty word. Uh, I thought it was called trash can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I wish I wish if I had one dream to AMG, um, that would be turn that card into gains of VP instead of gains power. Um, uh, oh yeah, I mean it's like, for sure. that's what everybody thought that card was when we were initially reading it, and it turned out to be that. Um, I forgot what the question was. Uh, <laughs> Basically, how, how re- reacting to uh, Shadowland Daredevil's leadership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, I I don't know. I still think X Force's leadership is better because you still need a skull, or sorry, you um you need them to be holding the point. So it's like X Force's leadership is just always on, and Daredevil's is like they need to be by a point or on a point. So like, what if they just like. What if it's like me? Like others games where I just won't pick up spiders or cubes or anything like that. I'll just push into you and then I'll take your cubes. Um, and I'm not holding any points at that point. So your leadership is just not there. So I don't know. Like to me, I like X-Forces more just because of the fact that it's always on. I think you're bonkers, but that's why we brought you on here. So <laughs> um, yeah. I am yeah. Mad, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to, I want to put my two cents in real quick and, and yeah. I don't want to be overly negative, but I, I mean, I think Shadowlands daredevil is just a much better leadership. Um, my biggest complaint with X-Force and I love playing X-Force. I think they're good now. I think they can win, but I still think they have definitely a below average leadership. Um, I, I think that, Yes, it's free. You don't have to pay power. Yes, it, you know you you get it with all any attack you choose. I, I just don't think it's it's good. You, a lot of this game and you know is really maximizing efficiency. Uh, I use that term a lot on this podcast, and I really believe it in this game. And like, you look at like, you know, Shadowland Daredevil. I mean, you look at like people with rapid fire. 
I mean, they're getting four rerolls in a in one activation, as opposed to where they, you know, would be getting one with X Force. Um, and yeah, it has its clauses. They have to be, uh, you know, securing or or have. I think is it just securing or can they, is it also when they have it's an also extract? anybody holding. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's I miles. mean, let, let's be honest. Most of the people you're trying to attack, if you're trying to win the game, are the people that are scoring points. That's how you win the game. So, I mean, it's most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time you're going to be attacking people that are on those. Um, So I I just think it's better. Uh, I think I I wish X-Force had a better leadership, but we just got to accept the one we got and try to build with it. So all they need to do is just make it take off the once per turn. That's all they need to do. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. That would. Be I think good. they need to make it once per attack action. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because then Domino's is absolutely nuts. Um, <laughs> Domino goes nuts. Anybody with a beam goes nuts. Yeah. Um, uh, which, granted, Shadowlands Daredevil kind of still uh, does that stuff, but the the unrestrictedness and yeah, just once per attack action. Please. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll say like like in all seriousness, um, like yes, that Daredevil's leadership is absolutely better. That's me just trying to be delusional and uh, <laughs> my my ex was hype. Uh, but no, I I completely agree. It's it's a little upsetting to see like literally like almost the same leadership but better get printed. Um, it's it is kind of upsetting to see something like that. It makes me really hope that they are doing Narada. That will be. Hey, this is once per attack action. Um, if it is and that happens, then I would say it's on par. Um, I, I would actually let me look real quick. Is that pretty much on par? Mm. Yeah, I'd say it's on par because, like, yeah, it's always on. You're gonna get two rerolls at least. Um, Twenty-three to get three. Um, and but like, I yeah, it's it'd be on par at that point. But I'm, I'll stop there. <laughs> no, I think uh, I, I think that would. At least to make them, yeah, on par. Yeah. Uh, I think there are going to be characters who can abuse Daredevils a little bit better, like the rapid fires and stuff yeah. like that. But otherwise, I think uh, it balances out nicely. It's it's upsetting to see some things like that. Like I said, like Midnight Suns, when they first came out, I was really upset. I was like, this is literally what X-Force should be. Um, because they're a strike force. They're a SWAT team, essentially. Um, and that's what Midnight Suns actually portrays. It's just... I think if you take Midnight Suns like model and slap it on X Forces with X Forces characters, I'd be like, holy crap, uh, <laughs> that would be insane. Uh, but I think that's why it is. That's why it is the way it is. Because like, if Domino like, again, if Domino had Siege or X twenty three, it would just be probably way too good. That's why we don't have it. Um, I trust the game developers to make the right decisions when it comes to things. Um, I'm holding out hope that there is going to be a second errata that Cable's leadership gets a little bit of a bump. But I won't lie. My fingers are crossed with you. <laughs> uh, next question uh, from Rylan. Who is your second affiliation leader? Uh, me, personally, I'm going to pick Forge. He never was a leader, though. Uh, but he could have a cool leadership. He could, but he... Okay, whatever. You can have Forge. I want to hear Sooners. I want Psylocke. Okay. I, I want Psylocke too. <laughs> That's but... who I want. I think should be a cool uh, character. Uh, you could make her like a you know, pretty powerful yeah. assassin or damage dealer. And, like Electra, uh, right? 
Well, she'd be a she'd be a yeah. mystic a mystic assassin. That's actually good because you know people well, like her. Electra's attack is mystic. What do you mean? Um, you should really go listen to Pat and TT's episode today because I'm actually a little bit more on Electra after listening to them talk about her today. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I agree, and that episode is really good. It's it's, it's humbling. Really it's it's really one humbling. of my favorite uh, one of my favorite just in general podcast things just because it's so true and and everybody needs to to listen. But uh, I mean, we'll see about Electra. She does have a really good builder. Uh, When I say builder, it doesn't build her power, but it's her free attack uh, is very good. Um, But yeah, I mean, Psylocke is, she's a a popular character um, and she was very, very big into the X force. And that's who I'd love to see. Absolutely. I think she would really like, flush out the team for me in my opinion um for me i have two but i'll pick one because i'll, I'll mention both but i'll only pick one for me to be either wolverine or bees because wolverine's like the most recent like field leader um but i really would like to see a beast x-force leader one because how awesome would that be like because <laughs> um, i think that would like bring in the second side of x-force that we don't have that should bring in like the tactical side of it uh, because Beast is like the man behind the computer, right? Like in the mm-hmm. current X Force stuff, like he is the man behind the computer. He's the one that's the tactician. Um, and I think getting like a fourth Red Beast would be rather interesting. And if I, because like the other issue I see with Wolverine is that if they bring in another Wolverine, it's going to be the Daredevil syndrome. To either if he's either going to be a fourth Red and completely delete the other Wolverine, or it's going to be a five threat and we're still stuck in the same position we are with two five threat leaders. And that makes no sense at all. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why I say beast. I think it could bring in a second side to X-Force that we don't have. Cause if you bring in a side lock, it's going to be another kill type leadership, not a tactical type leadership. Beast brings in that tactical type leadership. And plus who doesn't like beast as a uh, tactician, you know? I like it. Uh, so Z Swizzle then asks, how has the releases of X-23, Honey Badger, and Colossus changed your approach to building your X-Force rosters? I think it's pretty safe to say that you, you just plug in X-23 and Honey Badger every <laughs> single time. Uh, so any thoughts on Colossus, really, is I think the question uh, here. I, I will say there are some times, actually, and I think this is a trap, is to plug in X-23 and Honey Badger into every single game. Um, they are amazing, and they change the team wholeheartedly. But... You need to learn when not to play Badger or 23 for point values um, because sometimes it's better to just go like Cable and three threes instead of being stuck with Cable, Honey, Badger, 23 um, because then you're really limited what you can do at 15. So don't limit yourself by thinking you have to play Badger and 23 every single game. Um, I did that a lot to myself and it actually hurt some games where I could have had a much better well-rounded team by either not including Badger or doing somebody other than 23. That being said, Colossus, uh, before X-23 and Honey Badger were spoiled, um, I was like, I'm going to make Colossus work. And I know Sooner was in the same boat as I was because we talked about it quite a bit. Um, I think X-Force is like the worst affiliation for Colossus. Um, He's better in X-Men and Brotherhood um, (laughs) in that order. (laughs) Um, But it's just like, like, he's not I don't think he's absolute trash. I think that is people just being sad. Um, I think he, he he fulfills a purpose, and he actually makes you want to play Wolverine. I think if I'm going to go play a casual game of X-Force, I will definitely be playing Wolverine and Colossus because then I can fastball special and feel good about myself. Um, 
but it's like I, lo- I love colossus and wolverine i really do um i just wish that their characters were just up that one notch um if colossus either like had a medium move or something just slightly different i really don't know what medium moves like the big thing for me um he's slow he you really don't need him to be fast except for when you're trying to bodyguard stuff but nobody has a reason to attack him um but he is so much fun like like being able to fastball special and just bring that threat to a game. I had one game where I was playing Wolverine and Colossus, and they were on the right side of the map on a D, and they ended up having to chase. And I stayed fastball special to late game. With fastball special, I was able to get Wolverine across the map. Like he threw him once, then he did a best of what I did, hit somebody, was able to berserk a barrage, and get all the way from like the complete right side of the map to the complete left side of the map. And then he proceeded to whiff and attack the hood that would have won the game. Um, <laughs> um, it was a complete Hail Mary play, which apparently I'm very uh, very much keen to. Um, but I, 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 like, I like Colossus. He's just missing a few pieces. Um, they didn't completely shine him up, in my opinion. Um, I don't think he really fits in X-Force's game plan. Um, maybe when we get a secondary leader and the game plan shifts slightly to be able to have some variety, then maybe he'll come back out. But with how X-Force is right now, it's hard to fit him in as the fourth red um, when I could be bringing Medusa or I could be bringing in Rogue or just like Dr. Voodoo. Like it's hard for that four slot. Um, mm-hmm. There's so many good four slots in the game and I don't need a four slot for affiliation. And so many, yeah, and so many in affiliation threes that just uh, yeah. stand out so much. It's becomes very hard to be like, well, I want an out of affiliation four then. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's really all it comes down to. If we didn't get Honey Badger, I'd actually consider Colossus as my fourth red. But we got Honey Badger, so. Yeah. Uh, Sooner, any thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, just real quick. I, I do think that Colossus is underrated. I think he gets a lot of hate, and I think there is game plan. I think people... Uh, point out how slow he is and he doesn't have a charge and sure i mean that is a that is a downside but he also has a lot of positives um and so i I do think he he gets a bad rap um i do you know we're talking about x-force so i have to give my honest opinion i agree with dizzard x-force just isn't the best place for him it doesn't fit his his play style x-force wants a kill squad in my opinion and Colossus is not a kill squad. Uh, he's the exact opposite. He is a survive uh, character. Give him a, um, a extract and bodyguard for your your uh, characters. I do think he has a place in like a gamma type game uh, where he can just kind of sit in the middle, bodyguard, take hits for people. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think in X Force. Uh, maybe not the best, but I do think Colossus is underrated. That's fair. Uh, I, I agree with both of you guys. Uh, personally, I like him best as far as in affiliation goes with Brotherhood. Yeah. Uh, feeds him power, gives a, a bodyguard to your Toad or Mystique or heck, even Magneto at times. So, uh, But I will say, I, I don't know if you guys have had the pleasure of trying to kill him once he's on his injured side, but it's not a pleasant experience. Um, unless it's Mystic. Um, I had somebody one-shot him, and I was very oh. upset. <laughs> That's I was, bad luck. I was going to say, there's still so a lot of lot of health there to one-shot. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a Staff of Legba. Um, oh, yeah, that'll do yeah. it. Yeah. 
I was so upset because he he like one shot him on his healthy side and then he had priority and then one shot him on his day side. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> that hurts. Uh, cool. Last uh, last question because we uh, Swizzle has a couple more. Uh, first is favorite extract and secures. Talked about that already. Uh, but are there any good round one plays that you guys would recommend for X Force? Yeah, kill people. <laughs> um, it it all revolves around twenty three and Honey Badger. Um, a lot of it revolves around your opponent misplaying, so it's not always going to happen. But you can also manufacture it yourself. Uh, this is bringing in themes with tactics cards. I talked about the R&D and Jonathan. That, in my opinion, if you're playing a scenario that is non-pay to flip, you're playing R&D and Jonathan. Uh, the biggest secret with that is making sure you're getting more than one benefit, like Medusa World Decree. Because if you Medusa World Decree, you essentially have cat and mouse, so you don't have to bring it. Um, because you're just going to Medusa World Decree 23 up or, or Cable, and you essentially have cat and mouse without needing the tactics card because R&D took its place. Um, so there's something. So to think is about. Cable usually the one playing R and D for you? Uh, it depends. Um, when I was playing Voodoo, I learned that Voodoo is actually very good with R and D because he generates so much power. Um, it all, it also depends. Like like now that I have Strange, Strange might be doing it. Uh, cable could do it if Cable has a stellar current one. This is something that we forgot to mention earlier. Cable, uh, you can know how your game with X Force is going to go depending on how Cable's shots go on round one. If he's just absolute hits, your game's going to go great. If he whiffs, the game's going to be a rough one. <laughs> um, <laughs> live and die by Cable dice. That's how it works. Um, but Cable, yeah, typically Cable will be the one to fund R&D because he can just move up and typically get a shot off and heal. Usually, if you have the right deployment and the right target like selection, he should be generating one to two power um, at the bare minimum. Should be. Uh, don't quote me on this, but he should be. <laughs> cable dice happen. Uh, which at that point you have four power that you can R and D. Um, I won't typically body slide round one when I'm trying to do this, is because I'm trying to make sure I have at least two power to R and D. So I have one to Honey Badger, one to Medusa, mm-hmm. um, and then if I get more, I get more. So yes, Cable or Strange, or if you're bringing in somebody else. When I was bringing in Sorcerer Supreme Strange, he did it because he had three power. Um, so there's things like that to do. Yeah, I can um, see that with uh, that being a nice perk of uh, yeah. Supreme Strange. Yeah, Ebony Maw is also another good one to bring in for that. Um, but as far as like without that type of stuff, like I mentioned earlier, the cat and mouse on twenty three being able to like get on your opponent's back gamma is really neat, and no one ever sees it coming. Um, and bringing sacrifice kind of helps a lot with this because then you can just force your opponent to hit Badger, um, even though like she's not in range, she could just sacrifice to it and take it, and then move twenty three anyways, um, because. What I'll do is I'll typically throw Badger up there, and then if they don't take the bait, then I'll throw somebody else up there that makes it more enticing, like let's say Zemo. And they go, okay, well, I can hit Zemo. I'm not afraid to hit Honey Badger. Because people like to attack round one for some reason. So if you throw something up there in the middle, they're going to attack it. Um, <laughs> unless it's Badger, of course. Um, so then you have them attack um, Zemo, and then you sacrifice over to Badger. You get 23 moved up. And now if you had Cat and Mouse or Royal Decreed 23 um, off of that move and that extra little bump, then she should be sitting on the middle point. Which at that point, if your opponent has gone up anywhere, then she's typically within range 3 to do a spender. And how you pull that off is that no matter the cost, which is essentially like 23 gets a spender for free. Uh, that's that's what the text on the card says. Uh, <laughs> um, 
So then she gets to do her spender, and at that point, she can take the move off of her spender, get onto your opponent's back point, and at that point, you have another attack that you can build her into who you hit. You probably daze them, which you just generated power that you can frenzy. And I've had games where I have done this, and I've ended up with my opponent's hammer, me scoring their home gamma, and dazing three characters on round one. Um, that was like my opponent. My opponent completely did not see it coming. They had just big misplays, and I was able to just take complete advantage of it and be a bully. Um, that doesn't happen a lot because people can either see it coming or it just doesn't work out that way. Got lucky with dice and my opponent not picking up their home hammer until like turn four, and that led me be able to go pick it up. So, um, just when you're playing with twenty three and badger, just realize like how much their movement shenanigans actually apply to the game. It's not always about, like, let me get in there. Like, I've had games where 23 can just go up, attack, grab something, move away, whatever it is. Um, not in that order specifically. That was wrong order. But that's, that's just, like, what I was talking about is, like, a lot of the plays revolve around 23 and Badger nowadays. Uh, Medusa's good for it, too. Um, but really, like, round one plays, it's, like, Sooner Head said, like you're just trying to get up the board as fast as you can and trying to make everybody attack at least once. Um, and that's all about your activation order is trying to find the right moments to get it to where you can actually get everybody to do an attack at least once. Cause the sooner you get damage going on, the sooner you're actually playing to your game plan. Yeah, I like it. Alrighty guys. Well, that is all the time we have for tonight. Uh, thank you for tuning in and listening with us. Uh, and until next time, keep on gaming. <laughs>